Was there any apprehension about the way that you were going to be perceived while you were in there? You know what, before going in, I thought that I'd be hated. I speak my mind yeah. and a lot of people don't like that. So I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to come out, I'm going to be hated. Like I'm, I'm going to be in there for a week and I'm going to come out and I'm just going to get abused. Welcome to Girls With Goals, I'm Neve Marr. This is the 101st episode. Thank you so much for all the lovely messages about the 100th episode. We're so excited that you're still listening and watching. So keeping with the theme, for 101, we wanted to get a very special guest on. So Maura Higgins joins us. Hello. Maura, you're very welcome to the <laughs> Thank show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. A very busy woman, so we do very appreciate. Very busy. <laughs> we do appreciate the time. Um, so we're going to start off with our game. So it's called Six Words or Less, and it's for any of our readers and our listeners or viewers of the show who may not know who you are, which is no one because everybody in Ireland <laughs> knows who you are. But just to kind of describe your personality a little bit more, maybe in six words or less. Okay. Uh, six words. So... Outspoken, mm -hmm. fiery, fun, independent, mm -hmm. girl's girl, yeah. and ah, uh, <laughs> strong. No, strong, okay. Yeah. I was going to say we could take girl's girl and use that as two words, but you nailed okay. it. Strong, absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks. Sorry for putting you on the no, spot that's with okay. that one. Um, so we're obviously going to talk about Love Island and your career thus far yeah. since leaving the villa because it's just been a complete whirlwind yeah. for you. But first off, let's go back a little bit and talk about your upbringing. So you're from a small town in Longford. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose in terms of what we want to know about you, what were your career aspirations when you were a young girl? You know what? I actually didn't really have any. Really? Yeah. So I left school very early and I went straight into hairdressing because that's something that I wanted to do back then. Okay. And I went in, I'd done my training, I was working in salons for years. I think I was doing hairdressing in total 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I just wanted more then. And Love Island asked me the last couple of years to, you know, at, at go on the show. They were like um, knocking on your door. Yeah, they, they had called me the last few years, but I was in relationships, so I always said no. And then this year, when it came around again, I just jumped at the opportunity. And so like you were a hairdresser working in salons for 10 years. Yeah. So I suppose when, when social media kind of came around, yeah. uh, Instagram in particular, did you see that as kind of a good vehicle, I suppose, to kind of further your career in a way before you even really knew what it was that you wanted to do? You know what? I didn't really, but because like I was traveling around the world, I was just doing it more so for fun. Yeah. But then... The more Instagram followers I was getting, the more work I was getting. So yeah. I knew then that it was obviously a great way of like showing who I am, the type of jobs that I was doing. And I did get more work from it. Yeah. But before going into the villa, I, like I had 40,000 followers. And like I wouldn't have seen that as a lot of followers. Mm. Like, and I didn't, you know, try hard to get those. Like yeah. people were just following me because I was traveling around. And yeah, yeah I suppose now I'd look at it as you know, is a great way to like showcase who you are and what you do. It's funny because when you say 40,000 followers, like it's, <laughs> it's not that much in comparison to what you have now. I know. <laughs> but at the time, like in Ireland, 40,000 yeah. is still yeah. really, really big. Yeah. And like it's your good, career yeah. was, was bringing you around the yeah. world quite a lot. Like you yeah. were working as a ring girl amongst yeah. other things as well. So were you really happy and content in what you were doing at the time? Yeah, I loved it. Like it was a dream job for me, like traveling around the world with my friends um, like I've been in places like Bali, LA, like I was wor even working in America, like it was unbelievable. And then the ring girl stuff, like 
and the type of jobs that I was in we were all like a big massive family so you know I loved it and even if Love Island didn't come about like I was so happy yeah so I wouldn't have been upset if I didn't get it and what what was the name of the town that you're from in Longford? Ballymatton. Ballymatton. Yeah. So what were the people like that you, because I, I saw in an interview there you were talking about one of your best friends that you grew up with your, your whole entire life. Yeah. And so what were the people like at home? Because obviously Ireland is very yeah. small. Everybody knows each other. We all know the taxi men. Like, it, it's <laughs> oh, hard, yeah. You're hard pushed. There's only about three taxi drivers. Exactly, yeah. They all know you. They know yeah. where you're going yeah. as well. Um, but what were the people like in your hometown when your career kind of started to explode and you were getting 40,000 followers? Um, you know what? It's actually quite strange. Like, if I... Because I was never around my hometown a lot because I was travelling so much with work. But if I did come home and I'd go to, say, Mullingar or at Lone, that's where I'd always go on a night out. People were stopping me for pictures. Stop. Yeah, and Local my friends celeb. used to say, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But, yeah, like, and I did find it quite strange. But I suppose where I lived, 40,000 is a lot of followers. And a lot of people, you know, doing nine-to-five jobs. So me traveling around, it's it's very different to what everyone else was doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did find it quite strange. And, and even my family and friends, like the local newspapers, I'd be on the local new- newspapers. And that was even oh. crazy for me. Yeah. yeah. And then so with Love Island, when, when that was happening for the first kind of couple of years, obviously you were in a relationship. I've heard yeah. this about people being approached and then obviously if they're in relationships, they kind of say no and stuff. But at the time, were you thinking about what that opportunity would look like before it happened? You know what? I remember last, <laughs> I actually remember last year when they called me up and um, I was with my ex time. I think it was around six months. And I was like, no, I'm in a relationship. I'm with a guy. And and they were like, how long are you with that guy? And I said, six months. And they were like, well, you don't really know if that's going to last. Oh, my God. That's what they said to me. And they actually said, well, you know what? If anything happens, like, yeah. closer to the show, let us know and we'll get you in there. Wow. Yeah. So Cutthroat. Mm-hmm. What did your boyfriend say about that? I mean, he wasn't very happy, but <laughs> I wasn't going to do it anyway. I'd never do that. Yeah. So then you became single. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the producers, who you we were obviously best mates with at this point, because they've no, been trying to get do you, know you for what? years. I still never knew any of them. Right, okay. I didn't know, because because there'd be different people every year mm. um, casting you. Right. So, yeah, I never knew any of them. But then when they contacted me this year, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm single, actually. I might, might go for this. And so did you get any people, maybe close to you, your family and friends, who were just like, maybe this isn't the right choice for you or was there any apprehension on your own part no because my friends and family know that I'm just going to do what I want yeah so there's no point in saying that to me right okay like you're just I have my own mind I'm just gonna if I want to do something I'll do it yeah and so before you went into the villa then were you briefed in any way on the reaction that you might get from the islanders because obviously they were established at that point there was a lot of couples that were already kind of at play because yeah. your walk in I mean the strut like you you were just you were ready for it we all knew here sitting in Ireland like from the promo the week before yeah. that you were an Irish girl we could tell from your <laughs> accent and we're like this is going to be brilliant um, but what kind of briefing did you get from the producers you know what before? you don't get any briefing really? on what the other islanders might say or do like you don't get briefed on that at all yeah like no. So they just kind of throw you in there. Yeah, they're just like, obviously, like before the show, they'll say like certain things to you. But like uh, that day, no, they never said anything about the other Islanders. Did uh, I remember like my first day, they just asked me who did, who, what three guys that I want to go on a date with. Yeah. That was really it. And that was it. Yeah. And so you didn't look nervous. No, I wasn't. At all. And you know what? The reason 
<laughs> the reason being is because I was on lockdown for two weeks and two days. I was so ready to get in there. Two weeks. I was bored out of my head. So no social media. No social media. No, no contact calls. with anyone. Really? Yeah. The phone is took out of your hotel room. So. Were you able to hang out with the girl who went in with you? What was her name again? No, I only met her that day. Oh, I met her like 20 minutes before walking in with her. Oh, really? Yeah. So you were just ready for it? There yeah, was no I was nerves. so ready. She was very nervous and I was trying to calm her down. Yeah. But yeah, I was ready. You were absolutely yeah, ready to go. Yeah, I wanted to, to get in there. And then I suppose, like, obviously, since you've come out of the villa, there's been, you know, a huge amount of, of opportunities that have come your way. But like being in lockdown for those two weeks before you went in, did you have any inclination about how big it was going to be when you came out? No. Like, I didn't even think I'd last a week in there. Really? Did not. Like, honestly, that is on my life. You know what? Ireland can't vote. So yeah. I was at a disadvantage anyway. And we were I, all screaming at the TV. We wanted to vote. <laughs> we wanted to vote. Yeah. yeah. But I remember I went to I went to Mammy's house to to pack my case and everything because I I wanted to say goodbye to her because I was leaving at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I had two cases, and I wasn't even going to bring my second case. Oh really? So I was like, Mammy, this is pointless. I'm going to be out in a week. Yeah. And she kept going, No, you won't. You'll get to the final. I was like, Mammy, there is not a hope in hell. Irish mammies are the yeah, best. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, no, I never expected this. Like never for one second expected it. And what about the way in which you're perceived? Because obviously it's a highly produced show and, yeah. and we can tell that from watching it because we don't see you all the time. It's not yeah, like yeah, Big yeah. Brother. Um, but you know how producers are. Sometimes they can paint people as villains and sometimes they can paint people as angels. So was there any apprehension about the way that you were going to be perceived while you were in there? You know what? Before going in, I thought that I'd be hated. Because I'm very opinionated, I... You know, like, I speak my mind, yeah. and a lot of people don't like that. So going in there, that's what I t had in my head. Yeah. I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to come out, I'm going to be hated. Like, I'm, I'm going to be in there for a week, and I'm going to come out, and I'm just going to get abused. Yeah. But I still didn't care about that. Yeah. Like, if I did care, I wouldn't have went into that show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but no, I just don't care. I just don't care what people think. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. So there was absolutely no game playing in your mind. You were just no. going to go in there and be Mora and people yeah. could either... Yeah, because if I came out, like, that would be the biggest regret of mine if I wasn't myself. Yeah, absolutely. So I said to Mammy, be prepared because God knows what's going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. And Danica was like, my best friend Danica was like, oh, Sharon, like, you're, you're going to die. Yeah. And, and Mammy hadn't a clue about the show. She was like, uh, what goes on in this show? She was she was in shock yeah. when she was actually watching it. It's funny because you did get a little bit of stick because of yeah. the way that you spoke yeah. um, about sexuality in <laughs> particular. Yeah. Um, the famous phrase, Fanny Flutters, of course, <laughs> yeah. was, uh, was thrown around and iconic now, of course. Um, but I suppose, you know, looking at it from the outside, I think a lot of Irish women identified with you because we are very, like, Outspoken, just... And yeah. we just say say what we mean. Yeah. Um, but what did you think about that? Like, was it just that we weren't seeing the other women kind of, like, saying exactly the same thing? Or did they just, like, air more of you being outspoken? You know what? No, because I think a lot of the islanders were shocked with stuff that was coming out of my mouth. Really? But I'm used to that anyway. Like, yeah. my whole life growing up, like, I'm used to everyone being... Oh my God. Yeah. But like, I don't see it as a problem because I was, I was brought up in an environment mm. where I can speak about sex and I can speak about anything I want to talk about. So I've never had to filter anything. Yeah. So I do, I still do be surprised when people are in shock. Yeah. At stuff that I say, but. Do you think it's weird that it, that it's still 
a situation where sometimes women are, are looked at a little bit differently than men when they're talking about sex? Or? Yeah, I mean, like, it's 2019, I think every woman should be able to talk about whatever they want to talk about. Yeah. Like, why can men talk about it and nothing's... Nobody looks at them like... <gasps> I know, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, every woman should be allowed to talk about anything they want to talk about. Like, you're your own person and you should be allowed to talk freely about sex and everything else for that matter. Absolutely. And I mean, you definitely did. Like, you were completely honest with it. And all of us here in the office, anyway, we thought it was brilliant. We wrote articles about it. We were just like, why can't we talk about it <laughs> yeah, exactly. if our fanny is flush yeah. you know? It's a sensation that everybody experiences. Yeah, we do. It's <laughs> great. Why not? Um, but I suppose one of the things that everybody really gravitated towards you was the reaction that you have when maybe you were called up on some of these situations. Yeah. So, you know, like, we won't name names, but, you know, when, when some of the lads weren't being exactly... Yeah. you know, nice about the way that you spoke and stuff like that. After the fact, were you happy with the way that you kind of handled those situations? Yeah. Like, if I was to turn back time, I still would have reacted in the same way. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Like, you need to stand up for yourself and that's what I done. I suppose there was one of the other things as well, like you said, when you were describing yourself as a girl's girl, you know, there was that situation with Jordan and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Anna. I mean, it was the pinnacle of, of girl's girl because... You could see, it, it was almost as if you went into like a daze. I Curtis was still talking. I couldn't hear him. And you were just like, no. No, I, I, I actually couldn't hear anything. I yeah. could, all I could see was poor Anna sat at the fire pit and thinking, that poor girl is over there and she hasn't a clue what Jordan's doing. I, I couldn't hear Curtis, I had to walk away from him. He didn't want me to tell her. Yeah. He was like, no, 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 you need to listen to me. I'm like, no. I think everybody that was watching that was just like, it didn't matter about what was going to happen in your relationship. You yeah. were just focused on yeah. your friend who was yeah. clearly being, like, it was wrong yeah. what was happening. I mean, it was in front of her face as well. Yeah. It was... Did you see any of the memes that came out of that? <laughs> I don't think I did, actually. There was just one of you when, when he was denying it, he was flat denying it. <laughs> and you were just like, you just said it! And you were proper, like, you were proper, like, shook by the fact oh, that wow. he, he wasn't even owning up to yeah, yeah, yeah. what he had done. Um, but it was really great to see the kind of camaraderie between you and all the women. Like, So yeah. what was that like? I, I would imagine that it's very, like, obviously you're confined and, mm -hmm. you know, you're being filmed all the time. But, like, how strong are those friendships that, that you forged? You know what? They are strong because you're living in that house with all these girls and you want to have their back and you want them to have you, your back. Like, they're, I got on with everyone. Like, obviously, at the beginning you're getting to know people and you're, yeah. you do have stronger friendships with certain girls. Yeah. But, I mean, we were like a big family in there. Yeah. And it's nice to support one another and, and be there for them. And what's it like now, like since you guys have left and obviously everybody's career has just gone yeah. like 40,000, see yeah. you later, like you're up at 2.5 million. Because busy, we don't get to see each other as much as we'd like to. Yeah. But you know what, we stay in touch with everyone. Like we really try and... You know, there's plenty of events where we're all there together and we get to see each other. But yeah. you know what? There is going to be the girls and boys, for that matter, that you're closer with. Yeah. And you will obviously talk to them more and meet with them more. And that's just life, isn't it? Yeah, it's just kind of the nature of it. Yeah. So since you came out, you've been called Queen of Ireland. <laughs> there's been campaigns for you to run for president. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but since leaving the villa, how has the adjustment been for you from going from obscurity to not only a household name mm -hmm. here, but but in the UK as well. What what has that adjustment been like for you and for your family as well? It's 
been insane. Like it's a complete life change. Like I've moved house. Like not only that, I've moved country. Yeah. Like everything is so different. My whole life has changed. You can't go shopping. Yeah. I think I went shopping once and I came out with nothing that I wanted because I was just being stopped just, every people five are, seconds. Just yeah. To you. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's very very different. I mean, I think unless you're in it, it's very hard for people to understand yeah. Yeah. what that must be yeah, like. It's crazy. But like, are you enjoying it though? Is it a good? I experience? am enjoying it. Like yeah. at the beginning, my head was a bit, oh my god, I can't take all this in. Yeah. But now I've come to terms with everything. Like I'm getting used to the life change. Right. So yeah, I am definitely enjoying it now. Like some amazing opportunities. It's just insane. In terms of opportunities and stuff, like it's good to see you use your platform for important issues as well. Like we yeah. saw there that recently you highlighted um, issues such as smear tests. So you, mm -hmm. you had a hashtag and smear fear yeah. tweet. Um, and that's really important. It's something that we've talked about on the, on the show as well. So why do you think that it's so important for women to kind of discuss these things that maybe in the past were almost a little bit taboo? I mean, smear tests save people's lives. Yeah. And of course I'm going to get behind that. Like, there is a fear of, of smears. And but at the end of the day, like, you just have to do it. Like, everyone has to do it. Like, smear tests have saved thousands of women. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with that and I'm going to get behind uh, like a massive thing like that. And I think everyone shouldn't be afraid to go and do... Like, you know what? I've actually spoke to a lot of friends about this. And a lot of my friends are terrified to get yeah, smear tests. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable... Like it, I mean, it's, it not, it's not like going for ice cream. It's not. Be, let's be honest. Not. And know? it is uncomfortable, yeah. but it's one of these things, like, you have to do it. I think like, afterwards as well, you feel so much better about... Yeah, you do, Because you feel like you're taking a responsibility yeah. for your own health. Yeah. Actually, for one of the shows, I went and recorded myself getting a smear test yeah. until the nurse told me to stop because she was oh, like, well, really? you can't record in here. What are you doing? I was like... <laughs> That's fair. Okay. That is absolutely fair. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's good. And is that something that you kind of want to do a little bit more with the platform that you have? So speaking out on... Yeah, on I, I definitely would. Yeah. I remember the first time I got a smear and I was petrified. Yeah. But you, you just have to do it. Once it's done and dusted, yeah. it's, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. And it's so crucial as well yeah. Yeah, for your own health. Um, I suppose now, like when you look at your career and, and the way it's going, um, I know we're going to talk about all of the opportunities that have come. You're you're hosting your own podcast now yeah. <laughs> with Boohoo. You're an ambassador for Boohoo, I know, which is amazing. <laughs> you've said that you've shopped on Boohoo for yeah. years. Yeah. I think a lot of women can, can I know, relate to that. I relate like, to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny. There's a Boohoo package. Over, I'm going to get in trouble now for saying this. There's a Boohoo package over in the office for one of the lads on Sports Show. And it's just not something you see that often. Like there's Boohoo packages coming in yeah. to the Her Desk all the time. Oh. I had to take a picture. I was like, yes, the sports <laughs> yeah. guys absolutely shop on Boohoo as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, tell us about some of those opportunities that you've been given now. Oh my God, like it's surreal. Like I've been shopping on Boohoo for years. Like I never thought I'd get such an amazing opportunity like this. And the podcast as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just insane. I think it's still a pinch me moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have my own Christmas edit that wow. we're going to be working on very, very soon. Like that's exciting. That's, yeah, I want to take my time, like put my all into it. I want, to be, I want it to be very much me. Yeah. And I don't want to be told what to do. I yeah. want to, like all my own stuff. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. We're going to be doing a shoot when, when the, that process kicks yeah. in. 
Um, but yeah, it's so exciting. I suppose the thing is when there's so many opportunities flying yeah, at you, yeah. and obviously like you're the woman that everybody wants to talk to, I suppose you do have to be a little bit selective and really pick, yeah, pick the projects that you're yeah. passionate about. Yeah, that, like I totally agree. Yeah. Like I'm not just going to do anything. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And yeah, so the, the first podcast, was released. I listened to it. Yeah, it's did very you like good. It? I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. I thought asking people for questions was a great thing because yeah. obviously that's and some of the questions that came in were really good as well. I thought they were really good. I as was well. like, shit, why did I, why, <laughs> why did I think of that? <laughs> yeah, they were really good. And your set was very impressive. I was like, oh my set. I, I want a swimming pool. Um, but the whole the whole plan is to kind of get guests on and, and kind of talk to them and yeah, stuff like that. It's so gonna be loads. Like the second episode actually is today. Yeah. So that's yeah. Gonna, and that's with India, right? That is with India. Okay. Yeah. So what's I mean, like obviously broadcasting and this kind of thing. Like yeah. I know Greg O'Shea is now mm -hmm. the the breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you listened to him? Uh, I have. I have watched very early, Maura. <laughs> I have watched something that was online and it was very, very funny. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so he's doing that. So obviously with these kind of opportunities, was broadcasting or podcasting anything that you kind of thought of as something that you might no, want? No, I've actually never thought of it. I never really? thought that I'd get such a massive opportunity, to be honest. Yeah. And you're enjoying the process so far. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Get so the scoop. I, I didn't even say what it was called. Get the so, scoop. Yeah. So it's called uh, Get the Scoop. So obviously that's happening. So moving forward in your career then, if you were to look, say, at the next kind of five years, what is it that you want to do with all, all of these incredible opportunities, long term, I suppose? You know what? I look at life very differently. Um, I lost my best friend two years ago. Yeah. And since that, I look at life completely different. Like, I don't have a five-year plan. Like, yeah. I don't even look into tomorrow. Yeah. I just take every day as it comes. And I think... I think that's kind of the best way to be. That was be one honest. of the things actually that you mentioned on the podcast. Yeah. There was a few things that you missed while you were in the yeah. villa. So there was the anniversary of your friend, yeah. which obviously must have yeah. been awful for oh, you. Oh yeah. And also your sister's wedding. My sister's wedding. Was she okay with that? You know what? I spoke to her before going into the villa, but I never thought that I would have still been in the villa. Like I, I right. as I said earlier, I thought I was going to be out in week one. Yeah. But she said, look, if you are still in there, don't feel bad. She was like, it's one day. This is a massive thing for you. Yeah. And she is so supportive. Like, yeah. so I'm very, very lucky. And yeah, it is devastating. But I mean, I'll sit down with her when that video comes out and I'll watch it with her. I've looked at all the photos. Yeah. And yeah, it's horrible, but she is very supportive. Yeah. And I'm, I'm lucky that she is. And, and it was your niece's birthday? My I niece's think, birthday. As well. I'm sure yeah. she's forgiven you for that, though. I'm sure she has, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be lots of birthdays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so I suppose because you have, you know, this podcasting gig now, yeah. I thought it might be fun to maybe switch roles. So you're on your second episode now of Get yeah. the Scoop, and we're on our 101st episode of Girls and Girls. <laughs> yeah. So same thing, same thing. Um, so why don't now? I we haven't rehearsed this or anything like that. I don't know what you're going to ask me, but you have some questions <laughs> I do. there. So let's just forget that I'm the presenter. Okay. And let's see now. Just say I was a guest on Get the Scoop, which I'm available for, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to just. Throw away a few questions. What would your style of questioning be? I'm, I'm excited. Right. <laughs> if you had to bring two pieces of clothing on holiday, what would they be? Oh, shite. You have to answer very quickly as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so two pieces of clothing on holiday. It's going to be quite a naked holiday. I would say um, maybe a bodysuit. Okay. Because that is 
diverse and you can yes. wear it over and over again. You can turn yeah. it inside out. Nobody can wear it with know. shorts then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe a bodysuit and oh, like one bikini. Okay. And just wash it in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again. Not a single. <laughs> Do you know, I once went on a skiing holiday and I brought, no joke, I've said this before, I brought like 12 animal hats and no pants. So I'm a terrible packer. Oh my God, I know. really? Yeah, it was a weird holiday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and night in or night out? Ooh, um, I would say night in, I'm old. I'm old, really old now. Come on. I'm telling you, I love a night in. I love a night in. Oh, yeah. I would have said night out. Bikini or PJs? I mean, if it's a night in, like... It's <laughs> You're going to say PJs. I'm going to say PJs. Yeah, absolutely. PJs, but maybe... It's like some of my PJs would resemble bikinis in a weird oh. way. There you go. So sexy PJs. Sexy PJs. Right. On but my you just own. said you're old. I'm old. <laughs> so you do what you can to make yourself feel good. <laughs> okay, last one. If you won the Euro Millions, what, what would be the first thing you would do? Oh, oh, that's a great question. If I won the Euro Millions... I could never answer that. I don't know what I'd do. I, I'm old, so I would probably, <laughs> I'd pay off my mortgage. Um, yeah. That's so boring, but I probably would. Um, I'd buy a new car. I suppose I would sort all my family out. I think that yeah. would be something yeah, definitely. I would want to like set up my family for the rest. It depends what Euro millions it is, to be honest with you. Like know, if we're yeah. looking at like a couple of million, yeah. I'd invest. Yeah, of course. But if we're looking at the 134 million, yeah. I'd probably go on a holiday realistically. Yeah. What would you do? I mean, I don't know actually. I'd probably, I'd definitely sort my family out. Um, yeah, that's Yeah, I'd important. probably buy somewhere abroad. Yeah. Somewhere really exotic or something. Yeah. Just to fly there on my own and just chillax. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I need to start <laughs> doing the Euro Millions though, so that this could actually be a pipeline option yeah, for me. I don't, I don't do it either. I don't do it. Everybody, we do a lot of syndicates in the office and I've never done it because I think the chances are just ridiculous. I think you've got yeah. more chance of dying by blimp. <laughs> Like a blimp coming yeah. and hitting you in the head. True. Than winning the year. Yeah. True. Definitely. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Um, so what's coming up for you then in the next little while? Can you give us any hints about what's coming up on the on the podcast? Obviously, being a Boohoo ambassador is an incredible thing as well. Mm -hmm. That stems from your love of fashion as well. Yeah, yeah. In course. terms of like what we were talking about, picking yeah. projects. So that's going to have you flat out for the next while. Yeah, I'm going to be very busy. Um, I'm just going to be interviewing lots of people that I've kind of looked up to, mm -hmm. influencers. Um, obviously, we have India yeah. um, on the episode that dropped today. Um, yeah, dropped? People, Look at yeah, you. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, there's going to be loads of stuff um, happening. And then, obviously, I have Dancing on Ice. Like, oh I'm going to be God. very busy training with that. Dancing on Ice. Here am yeah. I. You're a better presenter than I am. Completely <laughs> forgot about that. But that's yeah. incredible. Such a big thing. Yeah, have you massive. ever ice skated before? Twice. It's like, really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. It's so, I'm terrible. Like, I can't even skate. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do, but it's very intense training. I'm yeah. starting on the 30th. Okay. So, yeah, Monday. That's a big commitment. Yeah, I'm going to be training for three months straight. Wow. So, and yeah. so when you start something like that, are you, do you have end goal? Like, do you want to win? Do you want to get that? Of course. That's it. Yeah, like, I'm competitive. So, yeah. yeah, I want to do very well. And do you know who your partner is and all that yet? No. You don't no. know any of that? Don't find out any of that yet. Okay. It's I've not even started training, so it's, yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. And you're, you're prepared for the, the falls and everything. I mean, I'm not really, but... <laughs> 
I know it's going to happen. Yeah, well, it's going to be incredible. We can't wait to see you. Maura Higgins, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank oh, you so much for coming thank in. Thank you so much for having me. And we've really enjoyed it and we hope that you come back. Come back to Ireland. Keep coming back. I will do. I mean, Ireland is where my heart is. So, yeah, I definitely Fantastic. will be back. Hear that, the UK. <laughs> you hear that? It's been a pleasure. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. Thank you.